Chris Elford brings up his second group one for the night. Congratulations, Chris, on um, your evening right throughout the program. I, I think your drives have been absolutely stellar on uh, pretty much all the races. Uh, you've had a, a few placings and a little bit unlucky not to probably win three, even maybe four tonight. Well done. Uh, great night on your behalf. I think you've been a star out on the track and great to see you getting rewarded with our Princess Tiffany. Oh, thanks, Rob. You know, um, been good, probably. Uh... One might have got away, the two-year-old, but that was a blowout. No one would have saw that coming. Um, but all the horses have raced great and, um, you know, run right up to their ability and, you know, lucky to have, you know, a couple of wins so far. You've had a great association with Dean Braun over the years. You've driven plenty of his horses to victory and Dean does a great job uh, with uh, his horses. He, he really spends a lot of time on the uh, finer details of his animals and, one thing you know, when Dean has his horses right, they perform at that level. Ah, uh, that's for sure, Rob. He um, only works a small team now, and uh, like you said, he doesn't leave any stone unturned. She had a few little issues um, after she got here, um, after her first win, and probably raced a little bit below her her best. But um, he had her back right, you know, for the heat final and and semi last week, and uh, tonight showed that she's you know right back at the top of her game. Josh made a really good point when you look at uh, the comparison of prize money of, of what our Princess Tiffany has won compared to the opposition. She just stood alone. Uh, yeah, I think she'd won, uh, you know, in excess of eight hundred thousand, and uh, you know that that would probably be the whole field all put together, nearly if you added all the others up. So she had the class, and as we said, she may not be as good as she was when she was a two and three year old, but she's still pretty damn good. Dean uh, made any mention of what, what the plan is for uh, this girl? Uh, I think she'll be staying. Um, I'm not sure that she'll go back to New Zealand. Um, I think there, there may be racing Sydney for her later on, um, Ladyship Mile or something like that. Chris, uh, looking at uh, the night that's gone past, uh, four big men, you drove it a treat, gave it every possible open. He ran a really nice race for you. Yeah, well, it worked out well. We got you know straight to the pegs and... Um, all the others got tired and, and he ran up the straight good, although 30 metres behind, he still did a great job for um, for him. Rogue Wave uh, ran a, her honest race, she just continues to run well, but just has bumped into a couple of real good horses. Yeah, the other two are, are head and shoulders, you know, above at this stage and um, not saying she would have won, but she would have got a lot closer, but the horse behind the leader sort of dragged her back a couple of lengths on the bend. Elder Baron Zeus, we, we had a look at that replay, I mean, coming to the home turn, obviously, uh, don't care, just shift it out slightly and you just put in a little bubble uh, just from your perspective uh, of, of the result, obviously you protested what, what were your thoughts? Oh, well, I, I just felt that um, as we come around the turn I was outside Albie's wheel and um, my horse was hanging and not making any ground but he wasn't losing any and um, Albie just moved out to, to take, take the three wide run and, and just brushed his front leg and he put in a rough one and, and probably lost nearly three lengths and then Jeff Webster got out under him, so instead of straightening up sort of on Albie's wheel, we were three lengths back, and once he balanced up in the straight, he got home good again, but stewards didn't see it that way, so that's racing. That's racing. You, you, you put in your claim. Uh, Idyllic, I looked at your facial expressions half up the straight. You thought to yourself, I've got Major Moth beaten. I, I think you looked to the outside, and you must have been thinking, you've got to be kidding me, Kimball. Yeah, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know who it was at the stage, but... Um, I heard Matty yelling and then I looked across and saw the red colours and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
there must be shattering, is it, as a driver? You're in a, in a race where there's such a build-up with two really talented two-year-olds, and I thought you drove a, a brilliant race on Idyllic where you got Major Moth beaten, and coming the home turn when you got Major Moth off the bit, I thought, well, you've got it beat. And, you know, it must be disheartening when you see a horse 100 to 1 come down the outside and knock you off like that. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we, we went sort of strong last 1,200 and um, didn't expect Matty's horse to do that. And uh, as you said, we, we all went out there to win and uh, just didn't come off on that occasion. Stars by the beach, you said too hard to run? No, no, she was going to end up in the perfect spot. I got around to the breeze and... Um, was going to get cover on Majida's back and Joe Pace punctured her tyre and I had to pull her out of the race. Okay, so that's what happened there. And Sahara Sirocco ran well? Yeah, he went good. He didn't have a great deal of luck. Got sort of shuffled back in and midfield, but he still ran home really well for third. Cracker Jet couldn't put enough on it on the home turn? Yeah, he um, funny. The, the gate seemed to be going a bit slow and he didn't come out as quick as I'd hoped. I thought I could get across the one, but it didn't pan out. And um, Powder Keg come around gave me a bit of cover with a lap and a bit to go and he just seems to hit this real flat spot and at the top of the straight I thought he wasn't even going to run a place and then he got going again in the straight and knuckled home and uh, ran second. You've got two more races, uh, you've got two group ones and you're in there with still a good hope uh, in particular last race with Sleepy and you've got Kai Valley Honey Bunny uh, in the next. Uh, Josh, have you got a, would you like to ask a question for Chris? I just, I'm just interested, <laughs> we, we know the class of this filly and she's, she's bounced back. Is she would would it, would a Hunter Cup and would the open class races be out of the question? Because she was being aimed at a New Zealand Cup early days yeah. before coming out here. Yeah, well, when you look at Lock and Varart, you probably think <laughs> maybe not. But um, you know, she'd she'd be good enough to run a place with a soft run and a good draw and things like that. Because you know, she's still got it. They think there's a chance that it'll probably just stick to the mares. Because um, there's not a lot of mares races around, really, is there? I mean, good Group One mares races. No, nah, not for a while now. They're sort of mid mid year, so um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Dean and the owners come up with, but, you know, she wouldn't be out of place and or disgrace herself in any race like that. Yeah, the Ladyship Mile, is that... Uh, I'm not sure with all these changes of dates, I'll have to have a look when the Ladyship Mile is. It used to be uh, still around February. Is that still a possibility? Um, yeah, it was around... Always run Miracle Mile Day, yeah. so I'm not sure when that is this year. Yep, all right. Well, uh, we'll bring ourselves up to speed. lot to keep up with. Uh, Chris, uh, honestly, you have driven uh, so well tonight. I think uh, you should be really proud of yourself, and I think you've... Uh, if there's a connection of any of the horses that you've driven tonight, I'd be um, buying you a few drinks because you've done a great job. And good luck with the last two races, and let's hope you can bring up another one. Thanks, Robbie. Well done.